Cody's right here, so. Oh, he topped Whoa. it. Cole topped it. Okay. Go. Yeah. Oh, he shanked it. Oh, look at that line, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, boy, is he on the sink. Welcome to another episode of the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by your host, Kevin and Mark. How are we? How are we? Good, yeah. Back but, on the links this week, weren't you, last I week? I am. I was. How was it? Shy, to be honest. <laughs> now, do you know what? I had a lesson off David on the Monday Monday morning, I think, he, or Tuesday morning. He squeezed me in 8 o'clock. And it was a move that I've never like comprehended doing. So then I went the range on the Wednesday or the, that night. And then, like, one of the lads asked me to play. So then I just sort of was t- treating every shot as, like, it was a rain session. On the course? On the course, yeah. I was, that's, so be difficult to do that, can't it? It was difficult. It was more the discipline, to be honest, of, like, I could easily hit this one, like, a different zone. way in my comfort zone, yeah. But, like, I was getting it, and, like, and Dave was there as well. Oh god! Standing over me, so he was like, and he kept saying that was so close, that was so close, and then by the end, like some of the three would like I was only off the Ellis, like, but I was like five yards away from the bunker on sixteen, going into the bunker long on sixteen. Was oh, yeah. So we were hitting a few like rasper three woods out there. Yeah, that was a three wood by the way. <laughs> and um, do you know what? It was weird. So I started putting the bunker on the first, and then. Um, burnt the edge and then nearly had the sickest up and down ever like from the like the left shite on two right yeah that's looks quite rough up there now like it? it was cabbage yeah don't like hacked it out it flew popped up in the air luckily landed on the top of the bank rolled down to like like six foot like full-on horseshoes then the next had like a six foot of a par full-on horseshoe the next other 10 foot of a birdie another horseshoe i was just like oh my god just wouldn't go in for you just wouldn't go in so i was thinking right what whatever. too hard or just on the wrong line well it depends don't it like it's probably a little bit too hard if i think but then and then like look as lee said i just hit it a little bit softer so the next shot i hit soft and it was literally like with just letting go of a balloon it went <laughs> didn't even get close. Oh, it didn't. Even, it didn't. It wasn't even on the right line, and so <laughs> when I was hitting it a bit harder, at least I could be a bit more confident with it. Yeah, but then, yeah, I just it was it was a weird one. So the round was going all right. I think I was like two over or something, and then on six, I had like 185 yards to the flag when the flag was at the back, and I thought I was in like a bit of like a. One of them, like, you know, the, when it's in the rough in the header, but there's like a clump as well. Yeah. And it was sitting like sort of on the clump, and I thought this could get tasty. Flyerish, yeah. this, you know what I mean? And I've just buttoned this thing, and it just flew out and went like over the back of six, which I didn't even know there was like. Oh, it's bad there. Oh now. my God, how bad is it? Because they've rebuilt it because they've done all the. They've done the new grass pathway on the second tee, and they've built that up over the path. And they've used some of that stuff to build it up at the back of six as well. So yeah, but it was there's like, not much room. And there's not much, there's nothing to stop it either. So it no. nearly hit the flag on the way through and it was traveling. I thought it'd just be over the back. It was over and it was buried into this thing. Yeah, it goes when it goes. Long oh. long as six, no good. It's like it's 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 a no. The pin at really. the back as well, because when I played Sunday, the pin was at the back. Right like, at the back, yeah. Yeah, get a bit aggressive with that, yeah. But 
185, I didn't, like, it wasn't downwinding it, and I wasn't expecting it to be going 200 odd yards. But the weird thing was, and like even David was saying this, like the pit, the greens were soft, even though they were, even though it was bouncy, the fairway. So it was like it was perfect. It was like it was it was perfect conditions. Yeah, sprinklers probably, probably. If I don't know maybe what they've done, but the greens were receptive. Yeah, like do it. They were making pitch marks. Yeah, whereas like I've fairways never, were rock I've, hard. I've never seen a pitch like really a pitch mark on this night. No, have you? Yeah, yeah. Playing with the toe soft now, aren't I? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Pitch marks in the fucking trees and everything with them. <laughs> I played. I only played once last week. Played at SNA on Sunday with Danny. Just messaged me really on on Saturday night out the blue and just said, do "You know what? With this weather, do you fancy just getting out early Sunday and just going for a knock? We'll have a little match." I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." Just went out to the two ball, teed off at half eight, rocked up at twenty five past. Why do you keep doing that? What? Why do you do that? I just couldn't get up out of bed. <laughs> so basically, so I get there 25 past me and Danny just rock onto the tee. Um, struggle for the first few holes. Know what it's like when you're having had a warm up, you're a bit tight and things. But I was like, I think I was three down through six or something. And I was thinking, God, this is, could be fucking horrendous this year. Uh, ended up getting it back to two down through nine. And then I had the best back nine I've had since we started this podcast. I shot one over for the back nine holes. Um and I hit the last seven greens in regulation in a row. Nice. Yeah. So I had seven birdie puts, didn't hold a thing like. But um You don't hold birdie with... puts, you only hold power puts. I've said this many times. <laughs> finish with seven finish with seven pars on the on the bounce to the, to shoot well, one over. Shows so you there, like seven having, over total. You were having great front nines last week, now you're having a great back nine. This is what I'm thinking. If it's... you keep it up, you will have a good round soon. That's what I mean. Yeah, it's coming. It is coming. You'll be like you'll have a good sixteen holes or something. Yeah, it's coming. The driver weren't the best, but it was off the yellow, so half got away with a few bad ones. Front nine, especially, and then back nine. I just did three wood everywhere because it was hard, and I didn't miss a shot with three wood. You know, I know it was running. It was running nice. It was running it? miles yet. So um, obviously, off the yellows when it's hard, it does play a lot easier because you've got shorter clubs in, but you've still got to execute the shots, haven't That's you? So, it. Well, as we know, as we found out in our staff video, yeah, and that's it. Mm. Golf news, then. What have we got? Golf news. A mad one. Like, and I never really like reporting on this guy, but he said some good things. Like, he was just coming out. Uh, Patrick Reed. Oh, we know, now. We, have, we know we don't like him that much. <laughs> but he just said that um, he's sick of hearing about the money and all this nonsense. And he, and he says that he reckons that the live guys could hold their own against the PGA Tour guys. Yeah, but on that point, like, he can say that he's sick of hearing about the money all he wants, but it's it's a big it's a big motivator for people to go, isn't it? Like if no, not... he's just think he's just sick of hearing about like, like do you know what I mean? Everyone knows that you get the money when you go. Like so, it's just it's a thing. It's let like, it go now. Type let of thing. it go. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I suppose. I thought you meant he was sick of it. Isn't like we're not going for the money. Well, I don't know what he what he meant by it, but he just <laughs> said that he's sick of hearing it. Okay, fair enough. Well, I don't know if he, if he's he's obviously not he's obviously went for the money, but then he's playing Asian tour and that, isn't he? So yeah, what's that in aid of? Just it's only only place he can play. Yeah, well, just to get the they don't just in. well, they don't just fall out of love with golf, do they? Let's be honest. Yeah, but you can fall out of your bed until you go to your local course and have a game, can't you? Yeah, but the competitiveness in them, and he's probably going there thinking he can win the Asian Tour event, isn't he? Yeah. Obviously, I think he finished just outside the top twenty. What's interesting though with the world rankings, which we'll definitely speak more about on this episode, um, 
he's went from, I think, 46th or 43rd to 49th in the world rankings. So he finished like top 20 or just outside and went down the rankings. Oh, my God. So, yeah, obviously everyone's playing in the FedEx with big world ranking points. Well, it was like, it was like we didn't speak about it last week, I don't think, where the world ranking points are, were like 68 available at the FedEx and there was eight available on the DP World. Oh, we'll come on to that, don't worry. Have you got all that? Oh, don't worry about that. You ready for that? I am ready for that. Don't right, worry about okay. that. We'll definitely come on to that. Yeah, but no. Yeah, I think like we've said in the past, you know, it, they're not allowed to play PJ Tour, so they don't just fall out of love with golf, do they? They've still got that competitive edge, and they still want to win tournaments. So he's not motivated by money now, obviously, because he's got a load off live. So he'll go and play anywhere, and the Asian Tour are allowing him to play. I wouldn't be surprised. If you've seen him on the deep, I, I was just about to say, can he play DP? Well, I was Cut. thinking because he's not a DP tour member. But with winning it, the it Masters, needs... don't you get like a five-year thing? No, no, no. I think you would, wouldn't you? You think you would get some sort of exemption, yeah? But no, he, um, yeah, he's got no membership on the DP World Tour. So, whereas the likes of Poulter and Bland, who are returning, Laurie Cantor, it's because they're members; they can play, and they've not been suspended. You see, so. Right, I see. Um, yeah, Patrick Reed playing the Asian Tour again this week, isn't he? So keep an eye on him and see how he goes. And Obviously, we'll come on to Monaghan and all the whole saga in a minute, but it just shows you, like, letting them come and go, it it works. Well, yeah, they're just just because they turn up doesn't mean they're going to win. No. On that then, obviously, they brought in the big cat, haven't they, what? to sort the know. problems out. Right, that Ari Gold thing, that is just surfaced on him. Um... Instagram, on, yeah, about where he's just saying, Get, get the, the fuck, fuck out, out. like, fired, that is yeah, unbelievable, yeah. And there's a few, there's a, yeah, it, it'll be into what do you think's going to come of that then. So, obviously, Tiger's turning up because you know, pretty certain now Cam, Cam Smith's going, even though it's not confirmed. I think with all the rumors and what he's saying, and he's withdrawing this week, and the way everything's looking, it's pretty, it, we're pretty sure he's going to go to live, isn't he? Although it's not confirmed, yeah. So, do you think, obviously, that because he's the first player in the top 10. That's gone. So do you yeah. think that this is like the signs where they're thinking, right, emergency talks? Now, what do you think? Like, what's Tiger being called it's in for? All who's, a bit like, who's asked them to turn up? And you It's know what? all a, big, a bit of a coincidence in it that like, okay, so Cam Smith's got a chance to become world number one, open champion, players champion, FedEx champion. And he's basically done and dusted, signed for live. For, as far as everyone's concerned, Andy. Well, yeah, well, that's what that's what the rumours are then, circulating. All towards, of a sudden, yeah. he gets a little niggly penalty overnight, which is a bit like did they troll for that or what's what's happened? There? Well, okay, we'll come on to that again soon so in detail. Yeah, that. and then all of a sudden, now Tigers flying in to meet with the players to discuss like live. Ricky Fowler's coming out saying they've handled it wrong. Like we've been saying from the get go, or I've definitely been preaching from the get go that Monaghan got it all wrong, and I think that he will be scapegoated for this. So it's just all a bit. Yeah, well, they, an, in, an anonymous PGA Tour insider told the ESPN that it's a meeting to get the top 20 players in the world on the same page on how they can continue to make the PGA Tour the best product. Please don't leave. Health. Please don't leave meeting. <laughs> um, and it's also stated that the Commissioner Monaghan is going to sit down with players individually. You know, it's probably come to a time now where like Ricky Fowler mentioned in his, I think it was with Golf Week, wasn't it, that he'd done an interview um, where he mentioned that about he's told Monaghan that they didn't handle it the best. 
because the products are so different, there is a way that they can coexist. Of course, because you'd have got the four-day traditional golf tournament um, with the best players in the world play, and then you've got this different format, which is quick, fast, and you know what I mean. Like you mentioned at the time, it's like the twenty twenty compared to the test cricket. You know what I mean? You've got the test cricket, which people will enjoy, and you've got the fast one day twenty twenty in and out. These three day no cuts. Coverage is on for four and a half, five hours tournaments. There is a market for it. Um, it can bring a new audience to the game of golf that wouldn't necessarily want to sit down and watch the four day events all day, it's every day. A, it's impossible to watch a four day event. Yeah. I don't Unless care. you're really into it. You've got to be. Even yeah. even the people who are into it, like it's like it's on from 6 a.m. Thursday morning to 12 o'clock Sunday night. Unless you've got. No life, no job, no girlfriend, no kids, and you're housebound. Yeah, in quarantine, you're not watching that. No, and even if you do, you'll probably still fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like it's just, it's an impossible. It's. I think it's time for. I think there'll be a lot of honest conversations take place because if they are like. It's rumoured having the top 20 players in the world there. You would assume Cam Smith's not invited, wouldn't you, with what's going on? Or it, it'd be interesting if he was invited, to be honest, just so we could get an understanding as to his thought process. But yeah, he think... withdrew because he's scared of the Tiger. <laughs> Tiger's coming, yeah. yeah. Getting out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, I think there's going to be some truthful conversations. Um, I know Justin Thomas came out in his pre-tournament because there was the news that the players from Liv tried to get into the FedEx and the courts denied it. And yeah. then they come out and they were like, you can't have your cake and eat it. So, you know, you've got players pushing a very strong pro PJ tour. Don't want nothing to do with Liv. You've got players who are not really commenting, not saying much. Uh, and then you've got players who are really pro Liv. So yeah. I think you're either gonna we're going to have to accept that there's going to be a rivalry there. Because the lives not going anywhere. It's it's there to stay. It's established now. It's got really good players, and it is going to be entertaining for a certain category of people who like to watch that type of golf. And you've got the PJ Tour, who again have got a very strong structure, a very strong playing field. They've got the best players in the world at the moment who are playing there. They've got the world ranking points. They've got the routes into the majors. So you know the PJ Tour is fine, and we've spoke about it over the last couple of weeks of how we're still seeing new superstars coming and continuing to to keep the best players in the world on the PJ Tour. So a, a Cam Smith may go, but there'll be another Cam Smith who'll come through, no problem, because well, there that, was amazing players before Cam Smith came. Of course That's the was. way golf works, but I think, like, everybody's... Well, as we've said, not everybody, sorry, but as we've said in the past, there's, there's definitely a market for it to coexist. They've just got to start talking, but we just need to either accept that they're not going to talk, and it's going to be a bitter rivalry between PJ Tour and Liv. Liv go one way, PJ Tour go another way. Um, and then they just sort of agree to disagree on coexisting with regards to scheduling, which Greg Norman said he's going to do anyway, so there shouldn't be an issue there. Um, or they get in the room, they talk, and even if it doesn't work when they talk, at least they can say we tried and this is what's what. But even if, like, why do they could just have it where... Everyone plays, like say, like Liver, Liver doing their thing, PJ doing their thing. They play, and then like 
they have it where like like what Reed's saying they hold their own like and, and I've seen a few rumors on Twitter and stuff about it like where they just play like like the President's Cup they play live against PJ and then it just brings that whole new audience of like both sides coming together. Yeah, yeah, and like you will you will get true you will get true rivalries there as well. Just think because... about this: like ten of the best players from live against ten of the best players. It's not far off Europe versus America. Yeah, like in the standard. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah, and I think the problem that you've potentially got with, I was thinking about this the other day when we're talking about why won't they let live players come back and play on the PGA Tour and go to live. I think the problem that you've got is it doesn't work both ways. Once them 48 players are established and they're playing on live week in, week out, there's no entry for nobody else. So if you're a... Why is it fair that Bryson DeChambeau gets to play live and then a couple of weeks later gets to play PGA Tour then go back to live and play both and have that comfort? But somebody like Justin Thomas doesn't have that option to play live if he wants to. But he could do. But he can't, though, because the 48 are done. If Justin Thomas wanted to play live tomorrow, Greg Norman would volley <laughs> Andy Ogletree or whoever he wanted right out of the mix. Yeah, I know. But but you know what I'm saying? That There's only room for 48. So whilst there's only room for 48, then there's not... There's only, there's they've, room... they've never um, said that they're not going to expand that. They haven't, no, but then you've got the, the issue with them expanding it then is what happens to the PJ Tour if this model works and, you know... They, that's the fear. Yeah. That's the fear, but that's why... I think that's why Tiger's coming, to be like, this is no joke anymore. But look, I read the thing there. Liv have spent $675 million on a few heavy players. Yeah. The PJ Tour, non-for-profit organisation, made $1.5 billion last year. Which is half that. So who's getting that money? Although the Saudis, the money comes from like wherever it comes from, and like the people aren't happy with what's gone on and the Ball sports washing. washing and everything else yeah. that that comes with it. It like Anthony Joshua and Usyk are just happy to fight Saudi Arabia. No one's saying anything. We've spoke about this, haven't we? The boxing and Lee Westwood said that at the British Masters. You know, you've got the boxing, you've got Newcastle owned by um, yeah the people in the Saudi. The same um, people, the same fella. people, yeah. So, and then you've got the F1 have a race there every year. So, there is all sports, but it just feels as though the scrutiny is heavy on golf, and it's because individual players, rather than an organisation, individual players, and a lot of them are getting individual checks to go and play this thing. And I think that's the difference. F1 turns up, and it's a a sport with teams like Lewis Hamilton's not getting a check to go and do a race in Saudi Arabia, is he? It's just part of the schedule. Well, it's because it's new, isn't it? It's like yeah. this, the, the Saudis buying Newcastle or whatever, like the like the behind the scenes and they're just controlling like one team and they're gonna they're gonna do whatever buy players and and whatever. But whereas cause golf because <clears throat> that Monaghan and it, then they've put up that barrier of like you just can't go and then they've made this big kerfuffle now it's gone to court. It just it just looks worse, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it just doesn't put it doesn't paint a good picture on golf. It's players suing tours, whatever's going on. I don't really know, and I don't really care to be honest. It's not something that I want to really get involved in and and comment on because big hoods involved in that. <laughs> <laughs> My boy blue, I know, but I just think, I just think like we should be able to enjoy golf how we want to enjoy it. They weren't suing. Choose... They were applying for the temporary restraining order against the ban. They are, yeah, they are on that one, but isn't something happening where there's a case against them not 
something's happened where there's a case about them being suspended from the tour or something. There's another case going on going separate on. to that. There's oh, also... So they're soon again, or the other way around. Well, no, the first one that Hudson Swafford, um, Taylor Guchin, Matt Jones. Yeah, they wanted to play the FedEx, so they applied to the courts the same way that Poulter applied for the Scottish Open. I think similar. Must have been a similar. You just don't associate getting banned from a golf tour with a courtroom, do you? No, <laughs> definitely. This is the problem. It's like, what? This is what this is what it's causing. It's causing real like friction in golf. I think, and I'll go back to this point. And I'll always say this point: like golf fans should be able to enjoy golf however they want to enjoy it. So if a new product comes along, the golf fans should decide whether they want to watch yeah. that. So you've got the choice of the PJ Tour, and you've got the choice of Live Golf. Yeah. As a golf fan, you've got a choice to watch whatever you want. There's, there should be there should be no arguments. The arguments come when players are trying to go from one tour to the next, and then there's issues, or players are being taken from one to the next, and that's what's causing the friction, and that's what's causing all the arguments. So it will because eventually... of the boundary that like and the the blockage that Monaghan's put up. Yeah, because he's not allowed them, and they're getting suspended. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he took a very hard line on, and he said this from the beginning. And you've got to respect him in a sense that he hasn't backed out from his word. He's said, this is what will happen if you go. You got, you've you gone, and, th- and that's what's happened. And he's followed it right the way through. But whether that was the right decision or not, only we'll only know in the future when we see what comes of Live Golf and see what comes of the PGA Tour and all these cases that are going to go to court, etc. But I think, ultimately, golf is going to be in a better place off the back of it because I truly believe that the format that is going to go forwards with Live is going to be an enjoyable, enjoyable format to watch once they get the teams established and the level of golfers that they've got. And you're still going to have enough top quality players to also play the PJ Tour. And like you said, there's an option of a Live versus PJ Tour rivalry match. Then there's also the majors where they meet. Like they should, Live players should be allowed to still play majors and they meet there and there's a rivalry well, and that, there's a split. That's what I was going to say. So that's what that Alan Shipnock tweeted saying that they're talking about go. There's a talk of the players boycotting the majors. What Tiger's going to say to them? Now, how does that grow the game of golf? Oh, it helps Tiger's take? record stay intact, <laughs> doesn't it? <laughs> you'll never be able to beat Nich- Nicholas, though, will he? Yeah, but no, he'll say boycott, then he'll play. On his own? <laughs> yeah. Yes, champ. Yes, get know, yeah. yeah, so we are uh, cards on the table now, then. What do you believe that Tiger's going to say to them players? Or what do you think is going to happen in that meeting? Fly on the wall, like if you could predict it. I think because Tiger, whether anyone likes to believe it or not, he's the most respected golfer amongst the players. Who doesn't score. believe that? No, I don't know. Some people might think because you see some people sometimes going out oh, Tiger effect and people aren't, don't buy into it. But Tiger is the most respected. So when Tiger speaks, they listen. Yeah. Tiger will speak to them players and I think he'll bring out some honesty. I honestly think that he'll ask the the board and the, the people who are non-playing players to leave the room. And I think he'll have an honest conversation. He'll lead a, he'll lead a chat with them, me. Into, yeah, and then with the, and we, with just with the players, yeah, and then he'll get the he get the home truths, and then it says there Monaghan's going to have a sit down with the players individually, and that will come off the back of it. Yeah, but like I know that we all know that's what's going to happen. I'm saying that what do you think he's going to be saying? What words? Like what's what's his what's his angle? We need to know what's going on. What's the truth? What do you think? Live. Give us an honest. Give us now that you know. It's going to be 14 tournaments next season. It's going to be a team element franchise. It's going to be 54 holes, no cut. What do you think of that format? And what do you think 
of the way the PJ Tour is. What can the PJ Tour do to improve where it currently is? Should we include tournaments? So should we have tournaments similar to live, like what Monaghan said is going to happen the following year, um, when they're going to have sim- a similar format with, with money? What can the PGA Tour do, to, as, as this anonymous PGA Tour told ESPN, to continue to be the best product in professional golf? Because there is a challenge now that live could challenge that because it, it's it's clear as day the PJ tour is the number one tour in golf it's the best place to be and all other tours feed into that tour the PJ tour is where you want to be when we come on to the birdie bogey bust in a moment you'll understand why the PJ tour is has got too much of a stronghold when you consider the the amount of quality players we've got in the world and what the PJ Tour holds in regards to yeah, but the only world reason it's the money. best tour why people want to be there is because of the money and the world ranking points and how it gets you into majors. Yeah, but the only reason you get the world ranking points is because you get the better players and the better players only go because of the money. Yeah, but now the money's being challenged. Yeah, so then the money you can go and set yourself up for life by going playing over another tour. So it's like, yeah, I believed. What's so what that? do you think? That's what I'd say. I think that. It could go. It's going to go one or two ways. Either he goes in there and he sits down and he gives them all contracts, top twenty, and says, "Look, if you're going to live, go to live." Like Smith, right? You're off. Whoever else, if you want to go to live, we think about live. Don't sign this contract. If you want to stay on the PJ Tour, we need to know that our product's safe, and with these to protect the PJ Tour, is a contract. That's a great shout. That's that's happening. That's a great shout. That. That is the only way that they can protect the tour from people wanting to leave. To taking them or stops the rumours. Because or you know, you know it? for a fact, Rory will sign the contract. Scheffler will, Spieth will, um, Justin Thomas will, John Ram will. You know that them players, them five players at least, will Just sign. See Matty Armour and Smith shuffling <laughs> to the door like that. <laughs> but you know that they will sign the contract because they are, they've been the most vocal and the most pro PJ tour yeah. out there. They're the ones who've always backed it and fair play to them. Do you know what I mean? The same way people back live, you've got to back the product that you believe in. So I think, yeah, that's an unbelievable shout that. The only problem with that though is that then eventually prevents the coexistent conversation where they both coexist in the same ecosystem. Well, because... no, because it doesn't cause my second point was going to be, okay, go I think that he'll try and get Monaghan out as well. Right then and there, because the only you could you could like I've said from the start, they could scapegoat him with every decision that's being made. Say, look, he put the roadblock, he's done that. Get him out the way and be like, oh well, we can change our mind now once he's gone. Right, because it's only him really that it's all the letters come directly off him. I mean, he yeah, he's the he's the person with the letters on, but surely. There it, will be other people involved in the decision. He won't just, yeah, he could be, yeah, because his names and everything. His names and everything. Like, I don't you, believe. You, I don't believe he's standing. And there say like once is... he's gone, and then tagging me like, all oh, right, okay, yeah, Greg, like let's talk about this. Let's do you know what I mean. And, yeah. and then they can't coexist, especially if the way that the women are going and they're sitting down talking because they know that the big stars going to the to live ladies would ruin the LPGA tour, and they can see what's happening at the on the men's like level, and how ugly it is. Yeah, and they don't want to portray that on their They've game. already said Sorenston, the, yeah, commissioner, yeah, the commissioner, and the uh, Inkster, Julian Inkster, all sat down and was like, we would sit down with Greg Norman as soon as he opened his mouth about live ladies, we are there to speak. We'll listen, yeah. 
because it just looks like it. Look at the Aramco, they all just went and play, even like as we said that time when it was on with the biggest event outside of a major, and Hull was playing Aramco instead of that, and yeah. that's basically the players, yeah. So interesting times in the uh golfing community, it is, yeah, it is. But you know, hopefully, we get a solution where as fans, we do get a choice to watch what we want, and we're not dictated to by. A bitterness like we want to be able to watch as much quality golf as we can as fans if we're being selfish i want to be able to watch a live tournament and a different format and then switch over to watch a pga tour event exactly but even if like when you're saying about well, there's, only, there's only 48 players some of the players like if it's on the weeks where like it's the week after the open wasn't it the, the live or the, yeah. the week whatever none of the big boys were playing pga tour anyway it was like at the same time as the um, the Barber, rocket the rocket mortgages, whatever it was. So then, some of the big boys might not even want to play live that week if they don't want to. They might yeah. want that week off to prepare for the FedEx or the week before the, the live before the the but open. For, the problem is that format doesn't work because once the t- once the forty eight are chosen and then the teams are franchised, if one player doesn't, I know, play, but that's not there. There's no yet, replacement. That, that is there, yeah. Well, it's not really, is it? Because it is Hudson Swafford's played three different teams. No, but for next year, they've got the 48 finalised people. They said there's no space for anybody else to come. We've signed 48 players. Bubba Watson is franchising the team. He's already signed for Liv, but he's not going to be playing because he's injured. He's going to be a team captain. He's going to be changing the name of one of the teams, and he's going to franchise that team. So the teams are set. So is it, are they all doing that? Yeah, so what you're going to have next year is you're going to have 48 players, 12 teams of four. And them teams are not going to change all year. So they are your four teams. They're going to... And what if someone gets injured? Well, if there's an injury, then obviously there's going to have to be a replacement, isn't there? So there'll be somebody who will be able to step in. Yeah. Injuries are probably something that these... See, now that's even... That's worse, that. In what sense? In the sense that it's too rigid. We've got too much fluidity now where, like, Hudson Swaffer was talked, then he's a niblick, then he's a stinger. It's like, what? Like the teams that done well stayed together, and the teams that didn't got legged. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's a bit too fluid, too um, too much movement. Yeah. But then that is just too rigid. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then it's a true team, though, isn't it? If you've it, got no, it is if you've got twelve it's, teams of four, so there'll be one captain. So there'll be twelve playing or non-playing. Playing. So there'll be twelve playing captains. And what about Bubba being a non-playing captain then? Yeah, but that, that's only because he's injured at the minute. That's what I mean. So who plays is like it's. Need that iron out again, I think. So, right, forget this year. Yeah. There's eight. It's an invitational this year. It's not a league. Yeah. So, this year, it's an invitational. They wanted to go ahead with the league this year, but then after the Genesis and the Phil Mickelson chat and the book and whatever, um, a lot of players started to pull out. So, then they had to move forward with an alternative, which was the invitational. Now, because they've gone with the invitational, that means that they haven't been able to get the 48 that they wanted and they haven't been able to put uh, schedule a t- the, the teams together because the field's changing each week. Now, what he's said is next year, they've got 14 tournaments, they've got 48 players and those 48 players are going to start tournament one and end tournament 14. Then they're gonna, there's going to be 12 captains and there's going to be 12, team, uh, 12 teams of four. So, for example, the Majestics, Say Lee Westwood's the captain for Majestics. He will be the captain for the whole season. 
and the other three players that play in Majestics will play in the Majestics all year. So if you support the Majestics, you're supporting the same players and the same team right the way through those 14 tournaments. I know, I see how it works. It is, good. it is a good idea. So that's it. And then at the end of the season, the idea is, I think three or four of the players that finish bottom of the order of merit go, go relegated, and then he's going to do like a Q school qualifying where whoever wants to enter that can enter and then four new players will come in or the four will retain the space the spots I'll start practicing for that <laughs> <laughs> and then fact check this bit but then i think that they do a draft again so they'll do a draft at the end of the year so, so people can trade players on their team so it's getting nfl'd well that's what that's what a, that's nfl teams are franchised aren't they yeah so I think that's the con- where the concept comes from. It's the mm. fact that, like, so throughout the season, you'll have so many tournaments, and at the end, you'll have team ranked twelve will play team ranked. Well, they need to seven. do that in the in the four balls, then, don't they? Like I said, where you got two v two and go out and you can strategize and you. Well, can... this is where you were talking about they having the Verizon, so you can watch anybody anywhere. What was it that you said? Well, that just he said that in the Super Bowl, they had a, an app on the Verizon thing, five G or something that you could player cam and you could watch certain things and you could there was a million different angles like a ton of extra cameras around the place that you could get a better viewing experience whereas that's what you wanted to do with the with the live to you could individually watch yeah each thing mic'd up and you could you could see everything a better spectacle and then we also spoke didn't we about potentially having all the players on each team mic'd up to one channel so there'll be 12 channels and then Throughout the day, the commentators could tune into. Let's tune into Team Majestics and see what they're talking about. And on the T, Lee Wessel could be like, um, "Polter, I've seen you've just played thirteen. What's what's the pin position like? How's the green holding up? Do you know what I mean? Like, where yeah. are my best? Where are my best being placed here off the T? And they're getting feedback off the caddies, but they're getting feedback off the players. Like, and then that will come into play more when there's three to score on a certain hole, and they can provide feedback to say you're going to have to go for this in two. You know. Yeah, adds that like, add a bit of it's like, pressure. It's like, and then also you can see where they get it wrong as well because, like in the F one, where like if say they say like don't hold back, hold back, and then or come in and pit, and then he shouldn't have pitted, and like you, you can see that it was the fella's fault and the driver's fuming. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's like it it, it, it does add that uh, that element where so you add an element of NFL. Well, and even Formula the team, one. it's that is that is it that is boss because then it's like the team isn't just the players; it's the caddies and the. They could even so you're be like buying into it now. It's not as rigid as you first thought. No, it's rigid in the fact that like it, with injuries and different things, even your team's gonna have to have reserves. Then, isn't it? It's like it's. Well, yeah, they'll probably be. Yeah, but the the problem is, the the live golf. Won't if it's hold. mic'd up, then yeah, I'm buying into it. If it's not, there's loads of All depends on those mics. Yeah. If well, you're no, listening, that's, that's the because the only reason that you'd like a team is. Like all in the F one, that you don't you get to see the personalities. Like I didn't, I watched F one, and it's a load of donkey until I watched that drive to survive, and then you get to see yeah the players and the, what they do, the training, the routine, the, the personalities, and you start liking. Like I just started liking Max Verstappen, like even before he started winning everything. Yeah, bought his hat, floating <laughs> now with thirty three and all that. You know what I mean? That's it. Well, I think this is what obviously we're just just talking about what's to come with live there, and you can already see like that concept. If you give it a couple of years to bed in, all right, it's not a perfect product now, and I know there's a lot of controversy about where the money's coming from. But if you sort of try and forget that noise and you look ahead and you look to see what this can do for the game of golf, 
then it can bring a new audience. You yeah, could have Saturday just... Night Live. You know, you've got like Sunday Night Football in America with the NFL where everybody gets excited and watches like the Red Zone. You know Red Zone? I don't get excited to watch that, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but, but so you Red Zone, yeah, in. you get to see all the... Like a fella stands there, can't think of his name, but he like... He, whenever there's a sco- a goal or a score, he'll go straight to that game and you'll watch the score and you got to watch all the... Yeah, yeah. It's it's unbelievable. Like soccer like, well, yeah, soccer like, Saturday, basically. But you get to actually... Whereas you don't get to see the goals in Soccer Saturday, NFL Red Zone, it takes you to the game and shows you the play or shows you the tackle or shows right, you the so interception. Yeah. So there's well, even, even, me, there's even yeah. scope for that as well. Do if, you know if me and you can sit there and like thrash that out to make it boss, then surely people who are on millions and billions can thrash it out just as good. Well, we better. might get a phone call after this was, yeah. show's release. You never I'm know. I'm going to send them another job application. <laughs> that we send there. Sent a few, didn't we? But when we talk, just flying back a, a conversation when you talk about what do you think Tiger Woods is going to talk about, I think he'll just have an honest conversation with me and you've just had about what can we, what's the challenge? What can we do to, to, to fend the challenge off? Do we need to work to coincide with them, what does everybody think? The floors, the floors open. What, what have you got to say? You Imagine know, you made then... them into teams. <laughs> now use a team, use a team, use a team. <laughs> Imagine a yeah. tiger just walked out with his team colours on, with like JT, Rory, and Ram behind yeah, him. Was a, like yeah, team go. Woods, team Big Cat. That's it. But like, it's you just don't know, do you? But it's as you said, it's, it's a... always a lengthy chat in it because there's so much going on and there's so much passion involved and. All we want to do is we want to see the game excel and we want to continue to watch the best players in the world compete for the historical events like the majors. We want to tune in and be like, this is an unbelievable golf tournament again. Well, that's it. And do you know what? Like, We'll probably cover some of that again in our Birdie Boogie Bust and do the segment. And that. But speaking about growing the game, and this is where another mad thing comes in, James Dick, you're on him. No, He's a PGA so. member. Okay. Just like what David is or Hardy, he's an assistant. Yeah. And then it's the PJ assistants we're offering like the, the first prize, like 250 quid or 300 quid or whatever it is. It's, it's not much. And then he went and played a clutch event. And then because he went and played a clutch event, the, they've deemed that him to put on the clutch in a higher regard than the PGA because he's not injured or not on like he should have been playing. He could fit to play. So they find them. Fifteen hundred quid. So he's went on. He's went ra- Ronaldo on Twitter, like just chatting all kinds. Like, so let me get this straight. So you're talking about like the PJ North events or like Basically, the PJ yeah. South events PGA, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So PGA, yeah. So he's decided there was a PGA event and he's paid. He's played the conflicting event, which was the clutch clutch event. And he's been fined fifteen hundred quid for it. Yeah, he said, "I can't believe that the PJ are there to help anybody but themselves and line their pockets by issuing nonsensical fines that equate to nearly as much as I was playing for." These rules are almost put in place to stop players trying to progress their golfing career and stay on the PGA's Ferris wheel. I would urge all players who are thinking about doing their PGA and still trying to play at a competitive level to think long and hard about it, as you will not have the freedom. You you will not have your own freedom to decide what you're playing. Sick man, fair play to him. Yeah. So it, it it's it's basically just the smaller scale of what's going on. That's what that's why I was bringing it up because it's like a. 
to knock on like effect. the clutch are trying to come and it, like it's Niall Horan, isn't it? To bring in the new product out, yeah. And the PGA at that lower level are blocking it, putting blockers in there, yeah. Even though he's played a couple of Euro pros and that, like he's I think he's come tied 10th or something in Euro pro or whatever, yeah. So obviously, a decent player, and obviously, he can play with the clutches offering like 1500 quid first prize or whatever. And the PJ, they got the same. Why would you go and play a one day event for 250 when you can play one for 1500 quid? It's just, it's just them going back to wanting to protect their model, isn't it? So, but, but if they're only one day events, then talk to each other and just don't have clash of events. It's not hard. Yeah, this is what it goes back to. Like, pick but up. They're the not f- like, they're not like mates, are they? Probably. It doesn't matter, though, does it? Because the people who are being punished are the golfers, not the, not the bodies who are organising these events. But the just players are getting that. punished. So it's like, so why don't the if. If there's conflicting tournaments and the one-day events, you can play that one-day event any day of the week. Mm. You can delay it by a week or you can compromise. But there's that many events and that many things, and they, 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 they're all going to clash, aren't they? Yeah, I suppose there might sometimes be ways around it, but yeah, I think it's just it it, it, just, it becomes a schedule it, issue and it becomes a rules issue, doesn't it's it? It's just like, the first I've heard, and I can't believe that it happens. He said this. He said another thing. He was like, "Yeah, my fans being reduced to seven fifty because I only got half because I'm an assist- I'm an assistant." But <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, anyway, it's just interesting to see like the same sort of non-growth of the game is going on at that level because of a new product. It's the same system, but just on a smaller level, and no one's really talking about it. Yeah, and it just have me. Yeah, it, it just be, it's just part of that. You're you're a member of this, and your membership terms and conditions or your membership like rules state that you can't do this until we tell you that you can you can't we need have a to beard. give you a release remember what you can't have a beard do we need to fact check that i think it, i don't <laughs> think we didn't we fact check it last year i think you can have a beard kev fact, fact check that, fact check that. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no honestly that i i stand by that let's move on that's why i didn't join that time again <laughs> that time again it's that time again, y'all. The birdie boogie bust, the birdie boogie bust, birdie bogey bust. Birdie time, what have we got? So, all of what's going on on the internet and social media now, people just get things like last week, the old school scene where like the, the van is chasing um, the, oh, the alumni and all that, and you get it. Was it that spun? Was it spun who made yeah. it? Yeah, and like, the, like Bubba Watson on the scooter, and you get him, and then they <laughs> grab Cam Smith. But, like, yeah, that's funny, but, like, great. And then, like, one of them sayings in it, like, when he's talking to the Al fella, Will Farrell's like, you're my boy, Blue. And Greg Norman just took the video, reposted it on his thing, his page, and then put, boy, Blue, you're my boy. Ah. And I was just like, wow, like, that's he's like... Buying into, he's, he's buying into the social media But he's saying, he's buying yeah. into the social media, he's joining on the banter. Unbelievable scene that he's reposting it, and then, but he's basically saying that Cam Smith's with us. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, and we've kidnapped him. But like in a video, it's we've just amazing. Him. Like, yeah. I just loved it. Fair play, like, like that. Yeah, that's... maybe Tiger's gone to think about what memes that they can create <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> in response. Did he need to sign Spun? Yeah, that is definitely it. What's your buddy? Ubo. Oh yeah, two time winner. Forgot about golf. <laughs> No, I think um, not just you and Ferguson winning the second event. Um, it was the three other 
bogey by alumni. All with right, a, I thought that was going to be in my ISP handed, ISPS handed. Oh, I won't but... ruin it for you then, but then, so that's me, Birdie, really, you and winning the second European tour event, but the fact that, you know, him and Richard Mansell were on prime time on a Sunday on the DP World Tour, and it's obviously just great to watch. We know them personally, don't we? We know Connor as well, um, Richard's caddy. So I just think it was great to just see them there, and obviously we know the story. We know the hard work that they've put in. They've gone from Euro Pro to Challenge up to uh, the main tour. And now, obviously, Rich, unlucky not to win uh, this time. But Ewan gets a second win. And then, obviously, Gemma Driver as well, finished tied 11th. Nice. There's another one of our podcasts. from your birdie was just that. It's just great to see. Um... Well, all the podcasts, pod- like, let's just have your birdie, as, not just you. Let's have it as a podcast absolute Onslaught one because Baldwin <laughs> like was top four Hilly, Hilly Kiddle. Kids. Yeah, that's what like, I mean. A lot three, of them yeah. were all in there. Right? It was that's... gonna be a top four at one point. It's <laughs> unbelievable. You're gonna get one, two, three, four, weren't we? Nearly, yeah. yeah Good, yeah. great stable of players, haven't we? <laughs> What's your bogey? Is that why you've wore that puma hat? That's it, representing representing the P for you, yeah. Uh my bogey is basically that I feel like Smith's being forced out. I don't think there's any way in life that Cameron Smith is injured and he's just doesn't want to play this week right i think it's one he couldn't withstand the heat of the press or two there's something to come up and he doesn't want to he just can't yeah that's the that's the most frustrating thing i mean maybe he is injured but the most frustrating thing is like you don't really know and understand what's going on behind closed doors and i suppose rightly so we we haven't got a right to know what's going on in everything but yeah, it's just I I don't know know a time when Cam Smith's withdrew from a tournament really, and especially I've never heard of this hip injury before. And he was ripping it last week, like when I was, he was the favourite going into Sunday. Yeah, before he got his penalties. Yeah, like it's something's gone on there behind the scenes to force him out. Interesting, yeah. Well, I you think... know, I'm pretty sure that if he is signing for live. And I keep saying if because it's it's unconfirmed, isn't it? Although the rumours are heavily pointing towards it. I think it's pretty much confirmed. <laughs> I think so, yeah. But obviously once he's relinquished his PJ Tour responsibilities and he has moved over, it'd be interesting to see whether he does come out and explains, like you say, if, if there is a reason behind why he's withdrew, or maybe he is just gen- genuinely injured or sort of injured, but just wants to take the heat off him for a week. So that he can concentrate for the FedEx finals next week because he's going to be, he's not going to be outside the top five, is he? Come, so he's going to be in with a chance to win the FedEx Cup still. So maybe he just wants to rest it and, you know, kick on and play at Eastlake. Yeah, I suppose. Like, I don't think he'll even go outside the top three, really. He's three now, isn't he? So he might. Because oh, yeah, whoever wins. Salatoris jumped, didn't he? Yeah, Salatoris is number one now, isn't he? So whoever wins will go to number one. So yeah, that's what it means. So he's got a, yeah. I think he'd probably be safe in the top five, top six. So he's going to start five, six under for the tournament at Eastlake. So, you know, in a good position. Four or five off the lead with four rounds to go. You can't count him out. So I think he's probably hoping that, you know, the players, he doesn't end up ninth or tenth, obviously. Um, I think a lot's got to happen for that to happen. But, yeah, I think his decision might be the fact that he's potentially feeling the niggle wants to take the press attention away from so he doesn't have to sit in front of the press because I think you he's can tell he felt the press, the press attention to him. No, not by withdrawing. Yeah. It's took it completely away. No, it's took it often personally, like firing at him, but it's brought it to him, the speculation and rumours and 
everything. Yeah, but at least he time. doesn't have to, at least he doesn't have to answer. So he doesn't have to sit in a, in the press yeah, room. Yeah, he can just go fishing or something and just chill. He can just chill out for a week, yeah, because yeah. I could, the the type of character he is and the way that the questions were being asked of him and the comment the things he was coming at back with, like you know, he was saying, "Press, I've got to do the job. Um, I'm ready to cop some heat and all this." And he was he was just getting asked the same question, and like they were like, "Do you understand why the questions are being asked?" He's like, "Yeah, I do, but I'm not going to change my answer. I'm here to win the FedEx you, Cup." Anything you hear will come from Cameron Smith, not Cameron Percy. <laughs> So you spent a few years in Australia. You've on nailed that one, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's it. Like that's just me thing. I, I basically I wanted like and if Colt still happened, Smith to be number one and win the FedEx and then Leggy. To be honest, <laughs> I want him to go with a stick of dynamite behind him and it all explode and then build yeah. like the Joker where he's like, do it, and then he blows up. Yeah, should make that. Get ahead, get ahead of them. Get ahead of the game. Yeah. Right, my bogey then is just the way we spoke earlier about the world ranking point system. We spoke about money being a motivator in golf and why players are going certain places. And I just think now it's just gone too far. So the new world ranking point system's been implemented, hasn't it, this week? Um, you used to be able to get a minimum of 24 points if the field was... If the fields was um, oh that thing I was talking about, and then I got the wrong end of the stick, and then we changed it, it on the thirteenth. But August, they've changed, yeah, they've changed. It's it's been completely changed now. So basically, so and all that. yeah. So it it's putting more onus on the strength of the field. Yeah. So you're pretty obvious that this week's the FedEx. No other tournaments are going to get many world ranking points. So Zalatoris, like you said, got sixty eight point five world ranking points. You and got eight world ranking points. Amazing. So and then. You've got to look at the money aspect. Will Zalatoris as caddy picked up $270,000. Ewan picked up $225,000. So you're talking about the DP World Tour being like the biggest tour in Europe and at one point was challenging the PJ Tour as an event. Now you've got, you win a DP World Tour event, you get eight world ranking points and you get less than the winner's caddy on the PJ Tour as a fee. So it's just... Me bogey is how much the DPA, DPA, well, DPA. I don't know, Data Protection Act. Compliance. The DP World Tour, how it's just like, you know, you've still got the Rolex events, you've still got the Tour Finals, it's still amazing, but things like this really get to me. It's like, you know, you should be, Maybe if not picking up a bigger check, because I understand that this time it was a split pace with the the men and women, and that was good for the it was growth under of the game. A, it was under a million, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. So I understand that, you know, sharing the pace, that's fine, because it, it was good to watch both tournaments hand in hand and skipping from one to the other. I really enjoyed it. Hand but... in hand. <laughs> yes. Um, but this system, it just won't allow players who support the DP World Tour to break into the top 50. It would just be impossible. Yeah, all they have to do is break into the top 10 and then go to the PJ Tour. This is the problem. Well, that's what I mean, yeah. So if you... So Ewan Ferguson has got to win eight tournaments. If he won eight tournaments, he'd still get less than Will Zalatoris. He'd get more money than him if that pace was right. But points-wise, he would only get 64 points and Will Zalatoris got 68.5. So to put that into perspective... Well, yeah, like, as Will Zalatoris, before... from the Open, as Will Zalatoris, he didn't play the Scottish, did he? Yeah, he missed the cut. Did he? Right, Okay. Because he's second 
in the DP World rankings, I think, or third. I don't think he did miss the cut, was at all. He definitely played. Did he? Uh... I'm not sure. Yeah, second, yeah. It was because of his finishes in majors, isn't he? He nearly won the PGA. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so an, an example of this, I know I used um, Larathabal, didn't I? Yeah. Um, But Oliver Becker has finished second, third, and fourth on the DP World Tour, and he's had three other top tens this year. So what's that? That's six top tens, which includes a second, a third, and a fourth. He's ranked 103 in the world at the moment, and he'd be, I think, inside the top 35 if he'd finished in them tournaments in on the PGA Tour. Yeah. Now, you could argue, well, it would be more difficult to finish those positions on the PJ Tour. But if you're playing at a level of golf against the level of golfers on the DP World Tour and finishing there, like the levels aren't that different. It, yeah, then this is how, you know, the levels aren't that different because at any point you could get the best players in the world just because they're ranked the best. Doesn't mean that they're going to perform the best. Rory missed the cut this week. And like, Scheffler. And Scheffler. So then you take them, put them on the DP World. They're not going to just tear it up and win. Yeah. Like Target didn't win every time we teed it up over like in in a in a lesser tournament. Yeah. Like they don't it doesn't automatically mean that it's gonna be a harder they probably wouldn't even think that they're even there. Yeah, but all this is gonna do though is it's all right, it doesn't impact the DP World Tour ranking point system, so that will still be the same. So then if you are playing well on the DP World Tour, you are, and you do finish in the top ten, then or you're in the top ten outside anyone that's already got a PJ Tour card. You will get a PJ Tour card for the following year, so there is an incentive for that. You're still going to do well. I think you and Ferguson's moved up to 17th now, so he won't be too. When you think of who the top five or six are, he's probably in a position now where, if that was the case, he'd be in the in the positions or on the borderline of being one of those players who's getting a PJ Tour card for next for the for the following year. But it doesn't come into play till next year, does it? It's not this year's; it's the following years, isn't it? Yeah, is it? I think so. Fact check that, but. I just think it's just gone. Yeah, he's won twice. He'd probably get a few invites. Yeah, well, that's just what I mean. But I just think that, like, this this world ranking point system protects the top 50 players in the world to stay there and to guarantee their position. Because as long as they keep on playing PJ Tour events and don't share their rankings with other tours, then they're going to continue to have 65, 66 points. And while they're holding 65 66 points on the PJ tour then the DP world tour are always only going to be playing for 8 10 12 points unless the higher ranked players because there's more emphasis on the higher ranked players where in the past there's always been a minimum point requirement of 24 i think it was 24 um and then sometimes on the PJ tour if a few players didn't play it would be like 40 so a win wouldn't wouldn't be there wouldn't be that much difference but this is like over eight times. And yeah, then let's imagine you'd leveled it. Forget where, forget um, strength of field tournament, top, top level tournament like football. You're in the Bundesliga, the whatever. You get three points for the win. You know what I mean? That's why my Champions League system works. Yeah, it does. After I'm talking about now. So like you and Gonzalez both get whatever they get. 10 points each or something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, if you've done it like that, then what would the world rankings look like? Well, this that's what... It'd be a mix of everything, wouldn't it? But do you know how that works, though? Do you know how that solution works? Is only have European tour events feeding into the DP World Tour points. 
like the top. That's when you separate them. Yeah. So yeah. That's, so the reason why Will Zalatoris is second is because the most points earned are from the events that the top fifty players in the world get. So even the DP World Tour ranking points benefit the top fifty players in the world. And that's why you've probably got I don't even lo- know what the rankings look like, but who's number one, Rory or something? Rory, yeah. Justin Thomas, like three or four or something, I'd imagine. I don't think he's in there. He's won the PJ, Annie. I'd imagine he's in the top ten. Fact check. Tommy's ninth. I can't remember. Didn't look at the rest of them. There you go. So like you've got somebody like you and who's had an unbelievable season. Oliver Becker, unbelievable season. Um although he hasn't won. Lorazabal. Lorazabal. Lorazabal, yeah. Like he's he's your main one, isn't he? Yeah. So, but you like you won one twice. Like, who's won? You won one twice, but didn't he finish fourth last week? Yeah. Fitz Rory Zalatoris, Fitzpatrick, Hovland, Ryan Fox, Peters, Thomas, Moronk, Tommy Lorazabal. Justin Thomas has played, and yeah, Zalatoris is at six events. Well, six. the news Moronk's up there though, is he won the Irish Open, which was offering more points at the time, wasn't it? Yeah, it wasn't a Rolex event, but there was more points for it. But then Tommy, I mean, sorry, Justin Thomas, Matt, the top three have only played seven events max, and Zalatoris has had six. Exactly. So if you want to see, and then you've got sorry, then you've got Ryan Fox, who's played sixteen, and he's. Yeah, he's had like six hundred points behind him. He's had like sixteen second place finishes, and he isn't. Like it's it's mental. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think what to go back to your concept of like having it all even, you're not going to be able to get that for the world ranking points because it, you just won't have it. But there is a possibility to have it for the DP world ranking. Yeah, so you just need three separate tables, don't you? You have your world, you have your DP. And then none of the world go to the DP. None of the majors count. It's just European tour. Yeah. Then you just have your PJ tour. Yeah. And then you'd have this imaginary list where it's all mixed in. Yeah. But then give because them... That's, not, that's that DP World Tour rankings. That's not a true reflection of the best players in the DP World Tour are. Nah, as a fuck. Look, you can see there, look, six events, five events, and that, you know what I mean? And they're in the top 10. Yeah. So that is... 16, 20 events. So that is to get to make sure that those top players... Are eligible to play in the DP World Tour finals, which then benefits the DP World Tour players because there's more world ranking points at stake. But then it's like the it's like they get three or four shots a year, a Rolex event or the DP World Tour finals. Exactly. They're the yeah, shots like, that they get. Yeah, look, Ches Reevy, one event, one DP World event. That was the fat and ass <laughs> Barbasolo. stable for the event, wasn't it? <laughs> And he's ahead. Barracuda. He's ahead of Sean Crocker, who's played nineteen events and, and won. won. You know what I mean? Yeah. That needs addressing. Rapid, no onion. <laughs> <laughs> like what you bust? That. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Avance is still on the list here. I forgot about him. Yeah, little gangster. Um, me bust is. Give us a sec. I think I already know it. Yeah, Cam Smith penalty. Yeah, that penalty. See like, what that about? Scott is, you know, it just that goes is bullying at its finest. That. It's, a, it's, I couldn't believe it, me. Right, the the call was right. Let's just let's just clarify that the penalty drop. He dropped it on the line, and the rules of golf state that you can't do that. Right, so yeah, but, but a line like this is another thing that pisses me off. A line is drawn by a, a rules official who puts the lines out. Yeah, like you don't it, gain any. Not, advantage. It's not in a fucking hazard, is it? It's it's it's, it's if the line went there, it's gra- It's it's rough. Yeah. The yeah. line should be on the fucking rocks. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Why is it that far in? Yeah. 
carry on. No, that's what it's <laughs> fucking perfect. Like that's what I was gonna say. Like what the fuck? I can't argue with that. That's a perfect. Like what? What advantage does he gain off hitting it off the red line compared to hitting it off the grass? Without the red line, but then if, and if it's in a hazard, like you can ground your club in a hazard and all do uh, do whatever you want. And basically, what they're saying is, oh, we're giving you the two shot penalty there because we want you to drop it closer to the hole. You've dropped it too far back. You're on the line. We need you to be in front of the line. You have to take full relief from the hazard. Is it that was that? That's what it is. Yeah, full relief from the hazard. But then there's the argument, and I don't know how this has worked, but well, then he's potentially signed for a wrong score. So there should be the huge. If you're gonna, yeah, if you're gonna, there might be somebody who fact checks that for us to say why it wasn't. But that, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna give give the give the rules of golf out, then that would be do it properly. Surely it is, isn't it? A DQ. Well, if yeah, if you've signed for a lower score than what you've scored, it's disqualification, isn't it? Yeah, of course you have. So, but so you know, I think. It was televised. I think that's to fucking mess with his head even more. Yeah. It was televised. Everybody's seen it. The drop. The co- the commentator even said that he seen it. He looked at it. He 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 gave Smith the benefit of the doubt, thinking that he would have knew the rule. Didn't look at it. Then it got revised. Then they brought extra people in to look at it. Then they brought Smith in himself. He admitted that he was on the line and then they penalised him. Maybe that's why Tiger's coming. He thought, are you fucking this having a, a laugh? fucking shit show, this. Like, what is that? Why have you done that to him? Maybe. Because it does paint a bad picture for the but tour. the same thing happened to Tiger. Remember when he was, like, under the bush and he, and he it was like a push shot and he just, like, scooped it out. Yeah. But then And then he was like, oh, I didn't do that. And then, but then they reviewed it and then something happened and he took a penalty on the chin when he should have been DQ'd. The same sort of things happen with a camera yeah. review for him. Yeah. And it does happen, but I just think he's 11 under. He's got a chance of winning. He's probably favourite to him when you look at the leaderboard. And they've just thought, what can we do to get him out of here quick? <laughs> Hang on a minute. Yeah, let's go. Um, but yeah, no, that was my bust. That was, was your, that your bust. Oh, that, it was, that's a double yeah, bust, isn't it? The double bust. Yeah. What is the bust there, though? Just the... The handling of it. The hand, yeah, the, the after the fact. Yeah, the yeah. handling of it. And the the person who is involved. Like, it, I suppose it is difficult in a sense that he has broke the rules and you can't just let that go. But surely the PGA Tour have to take responsibility there for how poor they've handled it. Oh, because yeah. that should be something that's jumped on straight away. You've got a rules official with pretty much every top group. You know, they know that that's the rules. Like you should be able to message to say in the box, do us a favor. How, how many times, like Keegan Bradley, the other day, done something, the other month, done something, and they penalized them a shot penalty a whole later when they looked at it. So you, they know, even that, even that's wrong. It's not though, is it? I, I agree with that, me. I think if they spot something and the player doesn't spot it, like what if the player did spot it though? Like you know what I mean. Yeah, but if if you break the rules of golf, whether you agree with the rules or not, you should be penalised because it's unfair on the rest of the field if you're gaining an advantage. Yeah. So if Cam Smith broke the rules, which he did, okay, whether it whether we agree with it or not, he should be penalised the two shots. But it's the way that it's been handled when you've got the amount of resource the PJ Tour have got, when you've got the camera angles and the cameras that they've got. That decision that was made 20, nearly twenty four hours later should have been made literally within within a couple of hours, if not within half an hour. 
for, to to yeah to pull him in the next day, give him a two shot penalty, and fair play to Camp Smith, the gangster birdie in the first after it, like <laughs> it just drive it down the middle, knocked it on the green, and, and rolled it in. But this what I've just been thinking there, like it's it all comes back to the actual rule book of golf. It needs fucking destroying and rewriting. <laughs> It It needs burning in flames. Everyone who's got a copy of the rules of golf on Bombay night that's coming up, all bring it to the next field. We'll light them on fire and we'll. Maybe that's what Tiger's there for, just to rewrite the rules of golf. Fucking sick of you. This is a shit show, this. Get it sorted. (laughs) Right, let's review some golf because that has been a right, a right old um, kerfuffle, hasn't it? Well, we've we've basically sort of been through it, haven't we? Been through the mill. Been through the mill, but we've been through everything. Like so, you and opening with a sixty-one there, going wire to wire, unbelievable. Course records. I'm gonna make a statement here, and I'm gonna say that whenever you and chips in, he wins a tournament because when he won the Qatar Masters, he chipped in from the back of the green on the final day and won. And opening up on that with that sixty-one, he had two chip-ins for eagles. One out the bunker and one on eighteen. Right. So, I mean, it's, probably... it's not a statement; it's a factor. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if it is factual. It needs fact checking. Why? You just said it. Yeah, but he might have chipped in in the past. And what I'm saying is that he's got a hundred percent win record when he chips in. Ah, I see. But he might have chipped in not one. Nah, we'll have, we'll have it your way. We'll have it my way. Well done, you. What about this then? So, um. I bet you £100 the Scottish brat never wins again. Enjoy your status while you can because you're going back on the Challenge Tour in a couple of years, no doubt. You have a caddy swing with a short game on par with Happy Gilmore. Hashtag wanker. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> What's That's that? Some uh, caddy off the, shun- the sun- Sunshine Tour. Yeah. Uh, you missed like a four-footer and he shot four under. He had an outburst and he wrote on Twitter. Saying something, and then he got back and forth, and he had that bet with with someone a couple of weeks ago. Did he? Yeah, yeah and then Ewan's went and won. Yeah, <laughs> and I think Ewan responds to him by saying something or like tweets the tweets him in the trophy picture and all. Ah, oh, brilliant! Also, that, you like, know. I didn't read the full thread, but there was. I didn't beef. know that. A couple of th- call outs. I don't know what the modest team done, but I seen Connor Syme, um post a picture of like the facilities they were staying in and said. Massive thanks to Mothers for looking after us this week. I know Niall Horan was there as well. Um, and it looked like Rich and Connor Simon, um, Ewan, who were all part of the Mothers group team, um, they were all they all seemed to be staying like the same place, like a hotel spa type facility. Mm. So I don't know whether Mothers have put them all up and looked after them that week. Um, but then and he's also played three rounds with Connor Syme, who's his best mate. Three of the four rounds, they opened the two rounds with Connor, and then played the final day with Connor. So, do you think looking at like that? I know he's a capable winner anyway, but when you look at like staying in luxury, staying with his cl- close friend, and then playing with his close friend for three mate, days. Shaq lady said it, didn't he? You reckon it's worth two or three shots staying close to the event and staying in a nice hotel, flying business class? He said you can't put. He's like. You could spend the money, said, but you'll you'll you will win that money back in your performance because you will play better. Yeah, I'm playing with some like he, he pra- his practice rounds are always with Connor. Playing with your mates as well. You you're, not, you're just having a knock in your garden. You like you're comfortable, aren't you? Yeah, happy. and that's yeah. You can see the way they embraced the eighteen. Like I don't know whether Modest did pay 
for the state, but I just know the kind of sign. Even if they didn't, even if modest, like even if they just got together and done it, like it's it's like where where they do house shares or just staying in in a place where you can have a buzz and have something to eat and all that. It's probably a bit nicer, and it? it's like a little yeah. holiday, isn't it? Yeah, and it showed because you know Connor finished second again, again, yeah. Um, you and one, and Rich Mansell third, and Marcus Hillicott lose another modest golfer finished it in the um, in the top ten as well. Top five, wasn't he? Top five, he was, yeah. Or was he? Sixth? No, Sixth, don't. was he? Yeah. And where was Baldwin? Baldwin was like fifth or something, wasn't he? Seventh. Seventh. <laughs> so there's four bogey boys in the top ten. And top seven. Top seven, mate. And three players beat them. Belted, isn't it? Sad, yeah. <laughs> so you know what to do if you want to get in the top ten on the DP World right. Tour and get those six world ranking points. Come yeah. on, the uh, bogey boys podcast. But yeah, but even there was a obviously the ladies tournament going on, and then yeah. Marja Stark she wow. went ten under to win. Wow, 60, you know, ten under sixty three. So they must have been playing it. One of them was an extra par five or something. I didn't keep her a close enough. He was, yeah. Um, can't remember what hole it was, but yeah, they were playing it. Um, some different tees as well, I believe. A bit different tees would mean like obviously one of them would be the par would be different if it's yeah. the, the lads were a seventy one maybe or seventy two. Definitely wasn't 73 anyway. 70, 70 it was. Past 70. Well, no, because he shot, what did what did you and shoot first round? 61. And it was nine under, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, so it's a 70, yeah. Yeah. So they're, And they're playing... 73. 73, so there must be a couple of... A whole yeah, difference. so I don't know whether it was the same tees, but they just changed the par. I see, yeah. But either way, Maya Stark, that 10 under was just unbelievable. Just, like, nerves of steel, but listening to an interview afterwards and a strategy... She says that she was playing three whole. She was playing three whole stretches. Well, Tiger used to always say play six, three six all matches in 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 between. Well, she took it one step further. She's doing six three all matches now. Nice. Um, but she said that when she was younger, she said that she was Tiger Woods. I am Tiger Woods. I'm going to be Tiger Woods when I'm older. And it was a coach who said to her recently, like, "You're not Tiger Woods no more. You're Maya Stark. You're a name in golf. Do you know what I mean? You're leading the LE Tours order of merit, and now." Off winning that because it was a co-sanctioned event with the LPGA Tour. She's now a member of the LPGA Tour, so I think that's the last you'll see her on the LET. And now we're going to see her um, make her moves on the LPGA Tour. And I think we we're in for some good golf. I think started two back and ended up winning by five with that final round. Well, she's I know that that we always going about that, but well, I always going about that book bounce. But I don't know what Annika Sorensen was doing back in 2012. But there seems to be a serious knock-on effect of Swedish golf in 2022. Yeah. Because, like, the top three... Lynn Grant as well, Lynn yeah. Grant and um, the other ones evading my memory at this moment in time. But the top three are all Swedish on the LET. Yeah. But that's what she said. She said, I came here to to win, to get an LPJ tour card, and then I've accomplished all my goals. And that's exactly what I wanted from the week. Well, that's it. She's going to win the race to Costa del Sol. You would think, well, maybe not now because she probably won't play the last few events, so she might lose that. She might do, or she might, yeah, she might want that title. So, um, but yeah, she's got that LPJ tour card now, and even like watching, uh, like you and you and put it into the hazard, but he got away with it. Uh, Rich Mansell knocked it into the hazards, and that cost him a bogey at a, at a critical time where he was. I think he was, he was one back at the time. One, yeah, he was doing very well. Yeah, and then even. I think at the point Georgia Hall got it got within one or two shots, and then she knocked one in the water, and people were just making like little little errors, which were costing them shots. My yeah. Stark just weren't just like 
going after everything. She swings it so fast and so like strong and ruthless. And it was just and like I mentioned before, it was great to watch the the men's and women's in like in synchronizing with each other and the yeah. way they were playing it. So they were all playing the same holes. So it would go like um, the leaders of the men, then it would be the leaders of the women, the next group, and then the next group, men, women, man, woman, man, woman. I see. Oh, so we got to the bottom of that playing the same course thing that we were looking for last week. Yeah. I see. Mm. It just shows you only, as well. I think only 35 make the cut uh, I see, yeah. from each each one. So well, It just shows you as well in the, in the talks of growing the game and all that. Like, There's not even a whisper about the PJ doing anything like this. No. Not that I've heard anyway. Well, th- this is the thing, though. Like the PJ Tour don't need to do, or have never needed to do anything, because they've had everything their own way. Yeah. Because, you know, it is the best tour to watch at the moment. Yeah. The best golfers in the world play there. Whenever majors are won, it's generally somebody who's come from the PJ Tour. So there's something to that. The best players in the world are playing on that tour. It's exciting to watch week in, week out. So, like, why are they going to upset the apple cart and potentially risk something that could? devalue what they're already doing because something might come along and threaten your whole existence exactly <laughs> but now with the being the hands being forced so they are going to have to start doing things and that's why we're having these crisis meetings like they just probably weren't ready for it no they're underprepared for it yeah and that's obviously what what the problem is so onto the pj tour then the Wyndham champs finally got his w definitely wasn't the Wyndham champs like <laughs> FedEx St. Jude, what have I done there? The FedEx St. Jude, yeah. Will, Will, Wildem Salatoris. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, the Wyndham Champs was last week. Yeah, so then we're on to the FedEx St. Jude now. <laughs> what the fuck? And that brings us on to the PJ Tour. Now we've got the... FedEx St. Jude. Yeah. Will Zalatoris. Finally you know gets what? his win. Like, he gets a lot of flack for that putter, doesn't he? He does, yeah. And you could see the in in what he said when he was like, what are they going to say now when he held it? On 18. To, to, to keep himself in, in to get, well, to stay yeah. in, the, in the lead, to stay in the, in the playoff. Because it's, you know, he... It's well publicized, and like his putting stroke is always put on memes, and it's always and it's clear to see. And he can't avoid that. Social media is everywhere now. He's yeah. gonna see that, and it's gonna impact him. I don't care how strong you are mentally; that is gonna play a part. So even if you believe and you're told by your um, your psychology coaches, or you're told by friends and family and other people in golf, just ignore the noise. You keep doing what you're doing. You're playing well. The win will come. That is gonna play an impact. So you know. He's when he started knocking those putts in and those clutch putts from that distance. He, he held clutch putts at the PGA though as well. He he, he does he holds decent putts under pressure. It's just the little tappings that he like seems to get but shaky under on, pressure. Yeah, but on the the ones that are under pressure. So in the past, when he's had second place finishes, he's always had like a six, eight, ten footer to win the tournament. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, well, he held a good putt to get into the playoff, didn't he? At the PGA, I, I, I think it was like for a double or something, or it was for the bogey or something. He did, yeah. And it was a no, and he's held a couple of good, 
Not maybe in the... But at that time, no, that wasn't to get in the playoff, was it? Not that he knew It was of. only that meet. Yeah, exactly. So when there's been a put for him to win a tournament... Yeah. So he's 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 knocked that put in, and then obviously Mito Perez... Why has he had a put to win a tournament? He had a few, yeah. I don't remember seeing any. Yeah, that one where he... Was it Cam Young he was playing with? No, it wasn't Cam Young, because Cam Young hasn't won, has he? I can't remember who he was playing against, but he was in a playoff. But he has a JT. Put- that's what? the PJ, and then he's in the playoff. There's another one though. Has he been in another playoff? Yeah. Yeah, as yeah. And the first playoff hole, they both drove it into a bunker and they hit each other's ball. Don't know. Me neither. Fact check. But anyway, you get to just know a lot about that, like <laughs> to not know what it was. <laughs> like you say though, the um the change was caddy. We spoke about it last week, didn't we? Yeah. And obviously it's came to fruition now. Freshen it up. Yeah, it's freshened it up and Seems to have worked for him. And he come out and he said something like he was just making dad jokes all day. Just like trying to keep him um, preoccupied and just joking with him and having a laugh. And don't know whether there's other caddy was doing but that. He doesn't even know his yard. He doesn't understand. <laughs> just like... <laughs> but that's, yeah, so le- obviously lack- less pressure. And I think for an event like that, when somebody like Zalatoris knows he's going to the tour finals, there's not as much pressure on you than the first event to win that tournament. But then when you get yourself into that winning position, because he weren't leading all the way, was he? He sort of like just slowly, gradually worked his way up the leaderboard and then I think he had a good Saturday, didn't he, and got himself yeah, up there. Yeah, so. he was up there. I watched the, the final day and he was yeah. he was like, it was Spawn and him and then Stracker came and it was Fino had a little look. And... Yeah, but I don't think there's much pressure on you in that event because you know you're going to be there the following week and you know you're in a good position for the tour finals. But when you get to that position where, right, there's six holes to go now on a Sunday and I can win this golf tournament, that's yeah. obviously when your caddy does earn the money really, no, isn't it? So yeah. um, it was just, it was great to see, obviously, Will Zalatoris finally getting his win because it has been coming. And then It, it was like also... the Tony Fino one where he's, yeah. he's knocking on the door. If he'd have missed that, like, we'd, like, Either been saying it's around it's around the corner still. Yeah. It's um but what a like what a mad playoff as well though, like to be in, like to both pile the first hole and then both sort of mess up the second hole, but then make the same score. And then they went to that eleventh to par three, and then he's hit it. And it's bounced like five times on the on the, co- yeah. the top of the rock. And then Strachan done the exact same thing, bounced it, <laughs> but it went into the water. Yeah. Then Zalatoris was up, and then Strachan's played into the bunker, hasn't he? Splashed it out and all over. And then Zalatoris has made the decision to take a drop and go back to the drop zone, which, like, at the time you're thinking, is that the right decision? Yeah, because he could have just dinked it up and two putted. Yeah, but, but there is the risk of him not. Executing that shot and going in the water, isn't it? Yeah, going backwards. Yeah, yeah there is. But so, then that putt though, yeah, to win it, like that was an that was for him to for him to win it with a putt in that moment. That's just like that's the story sealed, isn't it? What oh, we yeah. just spoke about there and the flack he was getting, and you know, can he handle it under pressure with the flat stick? And he just proven there that yeah, he can. Yeah. So now moves up to number one in the rankings, doesn't he? Yeah. Well, yeah, hundred twenty four points ahead of Scheffler there. Mm. For, he had one win, and Jeff was had four. Yeah, it's a bit mad, and he get two thousand win for two thousand points. It's like winning four regular events, isn't it? Yeah, um, or three majors in a barbershop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you know what I was watching? 
And then, like, when I seen JJ Spawn and Stracker at the top, I was like, <laughs> Yeah. You know, he wanted someone bigger, someone a bit more. Yeah. I was a, a Fina or a Morikawa was was about one. Well, it goes back to what you mentioned before, like Rory McIlroy missing the cut, Scotty Scheffler missing the cut, uh, Jordan Speed even missing the cut, and I know he's not being that vocal, but Rory McIlroy and, and even JT is not performing to his full potential at the moment. And I think these players... They're spending too much time and exerting too much energy on the politics and the live stuff that it is translating onto the golf course. You can see it, yeah. At the beginning, you're seeing Rory and JT in a, going head-to-head and Rory wins and he makes the comment about Greg Norman, which is funny, actually, if you heard what Greg Norman said on the back of that. No. So um, he said, I respect Rory, but I am somewhat confused by his approach. But then he is paid to sit on the PJ Tours Player Advisory Council, so he's obviously going to support the tour. I do know he has asked for a sizable appearance fees to play in Saudi Arabia. His comments also show competition is wonderful is a wonderful thing. So I take it as a compliment that he wanted to beat my twenty PJ Tour wins. His next goal should be to win more than ninety one tournaments globally, or to maintain number one in the world. For more than three hundred and thirty-one weeks. Oh my God! Has anyone got him saying that? I just stick the sunglasses <laughs> and the cigar on him with the absolute gangster I think that mode. Was Golf Digest Australia. I think the interview come no from. Way, yeah, that's I read sick. it online. But yeah, so that's a belter. going back to the um, to the St Jude, um, like Rory and Scheffler both missing the cut again. That they're exerting too much energy. You did have that where he obviously won that tournament, and it was like. A, big win for the PJ Tour that you've got the two vocal ones, JT and Rory, let's do it again brother and all this, but now he sort of changed his tune a couple of weeks ago, didn't he, saying like you know, I've got friends over there and whatever and he sort of relaxed his tone and then he's saying other things again, I just don't know, it. I just think there's too much he should concentrate on his golf a bit more and hopefully we'll see a good event from him And because like you say, you want to see the best players in the world at the top, don't you? Of course, yeah it was nice that um, Adam Sandler Pure got involved with it, saying like "I love you, happy loves you" and all that, like "well done." Like, and then Vizola yeah. told us with his own banter back, saying like "If you ever need the caddy, the caddy again, Mister Gilmore, I'll be there" and all that. <laughs> well, you've seen another um, interview, right, with with Zalatoris, and they were like, "Has anyone ever told you how much you uh, look and sound like Owen Wilson?" And then he just goes, "Oh wow!" And there's this like impression of Owen Wilson, but it's and then the fella just starts laughing, but he just keeps that staying face. Sick. He's obviously been there, done that, Annie. Yeah, he's like already the, got a lot of that in college. With the banter that he had, it, like, yeah. it just I didn't have him as a banter type, but he's got a bit. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But it's it's great that Will Zalatoris and Scotty Sheffield they grew up playing golf together. There's loads of pictures of them as kids, similar to what JT and Speeth are like. Ah, uh, right. And obviously they're one and two now in the FedEx. Yeah, it's good. Isn't so it? seeing that picture, but you mentioned there about obviously Sepp Stracker. He missed six cuts in a row heading into this week. I know. Just shows, just shows you like you golf, yeah. Like any time, like you've got Rory and Scheffler missing the cut when you're thinking they're favourites to probably go on and win it, and you've got someone like Sepp Stracker who's missed six on the bounce, just and coming then he, in, and, getting, coming in and nearly getting the win, yeah. yeah. And then just the final point on this championship was just um, you mentioned him as well, JJ Spawn. Um, shocker, I know, but it you need to keep an eye on that, you know, because that's moved him from the 25th to 30th, so that could be costly for East Lake. could have moved them to. He would have, well, he basically, if he shoots a 70 or a, or a 71, he probably moves to like top 10 and secures his place at East Lake. So that one final round of a 78 there 
It's just, you but know. Even though, like, things were going bad for him, he was putting in bunkers, he was getting bad breaks, he was chipping out, he was missing a few putts. Like, he, he missed a little tiddler for, dub, for bogey, made a double, and then, like, the commentators, like, he just needs to hold his brain here and keep hold of his round because he's only, although he did have a lead, he's only two back. And he just couldn't. He just went from where bad to worse and his head fell off and yeah. like the like he was getting angry and all that. He just Well that's it, yeah. In in situations <laughs> Yeah, in situations like that, you've like you've got to look at the the future, like the point I know it's hard to do when you when he just probably doesn't want more, nothing more than winning. But when you're in a playoff situation like that, you probably gotta have a playoff mentality. We've been like, right, I'm struggling here, but every shot counts because if I can finish top ten here or top five, then I'm pretty much guaranteeing me place at Eastleigh. If I continue on the cycle I am, and like he has done, he's moved from 25th to 30th. He's right on the borderline now of getting into Eastleigh, and yeah. it's going to be an uncomfortable and more pressure on him. Um, so I say just watch that one closely because it'd be interesting to see um, how he gets on. I will do, pal. So golf this week then. You finished on that? Yeah, D&D Real Czech Masters to begin with. The Albatross Golf Resort in Prague, Czech Republic. Yeah. 7,468 yards past 72. Interesting one, isn't it? No, Ewan. Well, no, well, he said in his interview that he was going to play the next six weeks in a row in a build-up to try and get to the DP World Championships, didn't he? But he's got his place in Dubai now for the, for the World Championships off that win. So he's, he's laughing and joking. He said Con was... Um, having a bit of banter with me saying like you, you shouldn't really be playing for six weeks in a row it's a bit much so then he said they're probably going to have a week off now right I so see. that was his thought process around that I thought he would have had a little ball in Prague there that was a sick gaff isn't it yeah it is yeah it was a nice pint um, no Rich either yeah Mansell's playing yeah oh is he yeah yeah what's on the list when I looked yeah he's playing yeah oh right okay um, Polter yeah, so a couple back. of live players back in the field. What's interesting, I don't know if you've seen the Eddie Pepperell video that was going round about the 50 golf balls. I've seen it, a lot of effort for minimal <laughs> banter. So anyone who's not seen it, basically, just he's sort of on the phone saying, five, I'm not taking five, ten, no, everyone's getting 50. Okay, I'll have 50, but everyone's getting 150 to 200. And then he was talking about golf balls, but he made it sound as if like it was a live-off, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So, um, Obviously, he, he does have a bit of banter, and he's quite vocal about live on the on the Twitter, and he's actually teaming up with Laurie Cantor this week. Is he? Yeah, yeah, one no of the live players. So it's going to be keep a close eye on that one, just to see what type of chatter, if any, go, goes on in that group. There's a lot of things we're going to keep a close eye on, isn't it? Just keep a close eye. This is my new one to see what comes of it. <laughs> keep a close eye to see what comes of it. I'm going to get a t-shirt made. Uh, yeah, sorry, must have mismantled it. Yeah, he is. He is playing just to confirm your. Oh, Statement. No. Yeah, yeah, he's playing, yeah. Um, and Slats has got a start. Yeah, Slats is there as well, yeah. Which is decent, so it's it's a good event. Yeah, what 1. I did 1. notice... 5 million, sorry, 1.75 million pairs, that's... Nearly double. Nearly double from last week. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's, like, it, it just see, like, winning that tournament, I know you and will still be happy with the check. To win on the DP World Tour and only get 225k, it's... You know, you'd, you'd expect more, wouldn't you? So I think back to about three hundred and fifty k for the winner. Yeah, this week. But I, I, I noticed when I was looking at invites for the week that there was four American invites. Um, I tried to have a look to see, like, obviously what the reasons were. So it's Jordan Gumberg, Michael Fjordenstein, 
Arman Gupta and Stephen Stalling Jr. Do you reckon he's any relation to Scott Stallings? Well, that's what I was thinking, because it's Stephen Stallings Jr., potentially, but I'm not sure. But I, I, I tried to have a little look at the players because I'd never recognised before. I was like, bit, never seen these names on the DP World Tour before. So Jordan Gumberg has played one event on the PGA Tour this year. It was the Bermuda Championship, and he missed the cut. Uh, Michael Fjordenstein is 38 years old, plays on the PJ Tour Latino America. He's missed six of eight cuts this season. Amazing. Just, I just don't understand where them invites come about. Well, it must be because the, the corn ferry's like wrapped up now, isn't it? Yeah. So maybe there's just... But he's PJ Tour Latino America, though, and he's missed six of eight cuts, so he's not exactly in fine form, is he? Don't know what's going on there, to be honest with you. No. So, and it's. Well, the PJ, if, if the corn fed is wrapped up, that might be wrapped up. Yeah. So maybe he's just asked. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe he's got playing rights on there. I don't know. But it does say invites. So he's been invited to come and play this week. Oh, but yeah. I just. Uh, well, I always he sounds a... a bit Czech, though, doesn't he, as well? I know he's obviously American, but <laughs> got Gumbertino or whatever. No, that's Michael Fjordenstein. Fjordenstein. Well, that, that's even more Czech. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check. Fact check, yeah. <laughs> No, so yeah, looking forward to D Real Czech Masters. Hopefully, um, be good. Rich can carry on his form and get, get one over, over the, the line. line. Jinx, keep an eye on that. Yeah, keep a close eye on it. I will. And let's move on to the BMW champs then. The big boy. Yeah, it's a new course, isn't it? Wilmington Country Club. I like watching the new courses because you don't know what to expect. Well, this is what John Rams said. They were like, "How do you prepare for a new course?" And he was like, "Look." You've got two ways of looking at it. You could either go and you've still got a fairway to hit, you've still got a green to hit, whether you know it or not. You know the fairway's there. And you might be short-sighted by the trouble and not know it's there. You've got no past history of shots of memory in your mind. So you just go, you hit it, and then you just get on with it. Otherwise, you go and play a course that you played before and you're like, oh, there's a bunker over there. Remember to put in the water that time? <clears throat> you overthink it, yeah. So he's like, the, the, the key is to just learn in these courses on the fly is just get out there. Have a few practice rounds, get familiar with where to miss it and where not to miss it, but then just play your shot. Yeah. So it's the uh, the south course, and it's par 71, 7,534 yardy doodles. Bit of a... Bit of a beast. Yeah, it's a par 71 over 7.5. It is quite long now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, no Tommy again. I know. He's gone from 49th to 58th after last week, so that's him done for the season. Now we won't be seeing him. Obviously, he's obtained his card for next year by finishing um, inside 125, which he never last year. So improvements there for Tommy, but yeah. And he's, and he's top 10 on the DP, isn't he? Yeah, so we'll probably see Tommy now um, trying to win the race to Dubai, DP World Tour. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. But after this event, the automatic qualifiers for the President's Cup team will be decided as well. So okay. six Americans and eight internationals will be securing the spots. Okay, do we know what the rankings are looking like at the moment? I haven't fully looked at it, but I know... We'll have a look at that next week, hey? Yeah, we'll we'll do a full President's Cup. Okay, yeah. Next week. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, this podcast has gone on for long enough. Um, yeah, then we'll, before we wrap it up a little bit, we'll do our picks. The um, Obviously, there's no cut this week. No one's ever defended this since it's become a playoff event. And there's five rookies who have made it all the way to the BMWs. That's Cam Young, Davis Riley, Taylor Pendrith, Mito Pereira, and Sathia Thigala. 
Yeah, two very all very exciting players as well. Then. Definitely, yeah. We'll we'll come back to you all on the pots. Yeah. Um that is a wrap. <laughs> Ciao. <laughs> Thank you.